And how's it going? Welcome to this IG Live. My name is Lucy. I am a financial and business coach. And hello, everyone. How's it going? Welcome to this IG Live. My name is Lucy. I am a financial and business coach and the creator of Say Hola Well podcast. If you are an entrepreneur who's looking for some of the top strategies to grow your online business, this IG Live is for you. And today I will be joined by Wendy, the founder and creator of Baldingly Ball Academy. And she is someone who I have been following for a while, and she's going to talk to us about some of the things that she's doing to help her clients. And so let me see if I can send her a request. Hello, Wendy. I am ready whenever you are. You could please send me a request. That would be fantastic. And I'm also gonna wear my glasses because <laughs> everything is so shiny. Hello. Okay, let me see if I can send you a request myself. Hey, you. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? It's going busy. <laughs> I wasn't letting me um, request to join, so I'm excited that. They finally let me, or I think yes. I got your request. Yes, absolutely. So welcome to this IG Live where we are going to be talking about the key strategies to grow an online business or really any type of business. So I want to give you the time to introduce yourself to the audience. Who are you and who do you serve? Hey everyone, so I'm Wendy Ramirez. I'm the founder of Lovely Gold, which was founded about three, actually three years ago in June. So we celebrated three years and we're an education and consulting business where we have courses and then we do the one-on-one -on -one to help support all types of online business owners with custom uh, marketing strategies and business strategies. And over the last three years, we've been able to impact over 150 online entrepreneurs, in-person entrepreneurs, and it's been great. We've been able to serve people in over 10 countries, and it absolutely fulfills me. I love that part about your business, by the way. I was I was looking through your bio, and I was like, 10 countries? Like, that is so, I don't want to say a bad word, uh, but that is so cool. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's funny because Lovingly Gold actually started as a travel blog um, to help inspire travel, to help people just get inspiration outside of their homes and so for me to still be able to bring that small part of being able to impact people in different countries um to lovingly gold and what it is today it's just so cool <laughs> i love it i love it and i haven't had the pl the pleasure to work with you but i have um a lot of my vendors that i hired to help me either launch my brand or do some of the copy for my business have worked with you and, and so you're highly recommended by the way so, which i think is so cool so i want to start this conversation by asking you a little bit about you and how did you grow up and what was your relationship with money growing up 
Yeah, I think that's always such a great question because the relationship that I have had with money and still continue to develop and evolve has been one that I definitely had to work on, especially as I started my business. I didn't realize that I had such a, what I would call a broken relationship with money until I started my business. And I realized that that kind of just stemmed from the way that I was raised. I was raised from um, immigrant parents, mom who was Salvadorian, dad who was Guatemalan, who is, you know, Guatemalan. And it was one of those things where money was always tight growing up. And so going into my business, I always felt like money had to be tight. I always felt very shy or I held myself back from wanting to charge um, my packages and stuff like that. I held myself back a little bit. And so when I described what my relationship with money was back then, I always said that it was a broken um, money relationship that I had. Thank you for sharing that. And I think that's the story of so many of us, right? Because we are in a way stuck between our passion, having to bring revenue into our business, but also the desire to help our community, which I know a lot of people kind of give me um, give me a little bit of like backlash on this, but I'm all about like charging for your worth because when we are undercharging as women of color, we're giving somebody else the permission to do the same. And that is a, a, a cycle of generational poverty, right? Like we're giving women permission to undercharge. And so I, I love that you have been able to change your money mindset around your business, which essentially is helping you also give those tools to the people that you coach and say, it's okay for you to charge for your what, right? So yeah. our community can't be what they can see. So thank you so much for sharing that. Of course. Now, as an entrepreneur and someone who, I believe it's just you right now, right? In your business? Yeah, me and a couple of just VAs that are part-time. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what are some of the things that you have to unlearn in that sense to allow other people to take part of your business, right? Because as entrepreneurs, we're developing our framework, our curriculum, our ideas. And so what are the things that you have to unlearn to welcome somebody else into your team? Yeah. So the first thing that I had to unlearn, and of course it comes through experiences too, was the fact that I was bad with money. That was the mindset that I had is like, I am bad with money. And the way that that showed up in my business was that sometimes I would invest things that maybe I wasn't ready for or in support that I wasn't ready for. And through those experiences, I was able to learn and experience for myself how I could become better with money. So that was one of them. The other one that I would say that came up for me was um, feeling the need to hold myself back from investing in myself. Like I never had a problem wanting to call and support and say, okay, I envision myself going here. I need support to get there. But the problem that I had sometimes was showing up to these investments and feeling capable of being able to speak on my personal experiences. Like, mm -hmm. this is what I'm speaking, like, this is what I'm experiencing. And maybe other people couldn't relate, but that was what I was personally going through. It was like the healing of what I believe to be true with money because of the way that I grew up. Um, because, you know, not everyone has like the same experience. And so I had to kind of, get over the fact that I was able to take a seat at the table and be able to talk about my own unique experiences and, you know, be able to work through them. I love that. Now, if you're comfortable sharing, you don't have to necessarily give us like the, the dollar amount, 
But as you have been able to uh, really embrace your worth and embrace the fact that it's okay for you to invest in yourself, how has that investment grown over the years, right? Because I'm sure you started investing X amount of dollars and then your probably your latest investment was a little bit heftier, right? Am I correct when I say that? Yeah, so my first investment was actually in one-on-one coaching. And I remember that investment was so crazy. It was like $900 a month. And I, I always want to like disclose, I had the privilege of having my husband who was working full-time. He was there to support me as well and believe in the vision that I had back then. But that felt so, so scary to me, so scary to me. And then I looked back three years into the business and investing like $3,000 a month for support became a little bit easier, even though it was still scary. Right. It became a little bit easier because I always went into my, my investments with the mindset of I need to take action to be able to see the results that I desire, be the best student in the room, you know, be willing to learn, be willing to get uncomfortable. And I mentioned yesterday on stories, I did a live uh, last year where I mentioned that I invested over $40,000 in support, but that has rippled into a multiple six-figure business. It's actually allowed me to build a three-dimensional business where it's like done, do it yourself, things that people can download, do it with you, which is more of my mentorship, and then not do it with you, done with you, and then the do it yourself, which is an agency that I'm working to build up right now. And that just allows me peace of mind to be accessible to the people that need the accessibility, but also be able to work hopefully in the future with more of the bigger corporations and stuff like that. And, you know, that's me believing myself, believing in this business, believing that I'm capable of making money and investing in myself. That's what it's allowed, you know? And that is so powerful what you just said, like being investing in yourself, but also being the best student that there can be in that space, right? And I I have never invested in myself until four years ago when I decided to also launch my online business. And every single coach that I give money to, whether it was, you know, 3,000, 3, which was my first coach, all the way to my latest coach, I literally apply everything they teach me. I don't... I do get distracted. I'm not going to lie. I do get distracted when I see other coaches selling something, right? I'm like, ooh. But then I have to remind myself, I invested in this coaching. I have to trust my coach, you know, uh, and all of them have been women. And so I have to trust her to teach me the things that I don't know, or maybe the things that are going to get me to the next level a little bit faster, right? And so investing 40000 like you said, in yourself, like that is huge because a lot of us, right? I know a lot of our listeners and a lot of the people that are here in this room on Instagram are terrified to make any investment in themselves, right? And you have, I mean, you have literally like proven record that when you invest, when you commit and when you apply the things, your business just blooms, right? Which is why I wanted to bring you because there is, so many people right now that are launching online businesses and I feel that there is like a almost like a day and night strategy out there that in my opinion is a disservice to our community right because a lot of people are selling this like idea of like do this business and you're gonna grow tomorrow or you know, start creating this like a scarcity mentality of like, if you don't do what I'm telling you, your business is not going to grow. 
And you are someone that I believe has, you know, an ethical way of helping people grow their business. So what are some of those key strategies that people should be focusing on if they are someone who wants to launch an online business? Yeah. So first of all, the one thing that I mentioned, like I want to mention is that there's never been a better time to launch and start a business than now because the opportunities to be able to have the privilege online and go search information and then learn from someone that you admire, that you look up to, and do it in a free in a free way. You're spending time creating this content, putting it out there, someone searching for it. The opportunities are unlimited, right? But I always say that you have to be very careful with what feels the best for you. One of the pillars that I lead with my business, and it's a business practice that I, you know, practice myself, is lead with permission-based um, practices. And for me, what that looks like is I welcome people to ask these questions. I welcome people to say, hey, you know, do you have spots available? I have this question, but I'm never going to pressure or make someone feel like they have to invest in me because if someone's getting to that point, which I know, you know, a lot of people have experienced, like they felt like pressured into making an investment. And to me, that's attracting someone who's just not ready. So I always tell myself and I remind clients to leave with permission-based marketing because if someone's not ready now, they're going to be ready in the future. Absolutely. And whether it's you or someone else, at least, you know, you're giving them the power. Let them take the power to ask you and ask the questions that are going to best support them in that decision. So I think that has been the number one thing for me is leading with permission-based business practices. I love that. And I want to say that I was one who was, I don't want to say victim because that sounds super radical, but I was one who felt very pressured to buy a program that was over 10,000. And I was, I mean, I could feel uncomfortable, right? Like when, when the coach was like trying to close the sale and I, I have a sales background, so I kind of knew what she was doing, right? Like the psychology of like, it's scarcity by now. And I was able to really tell her, like, your program is not going to work for me, right? But it just made me wonder, like, how many people out there are experiencing that, right? Where they feel that this car city, like, I have to close now. And so because of that, I decided to shift my strategy where now my, my pricing is 100% transparent, right? Like, people that want to come and work with me they already know how much i charge i'm not gonna tell them anything different and you are 100 percent correct because of that maybe people that are not ready to invest now they will invest like a month from now or two months from now which has been 100 percent my case where people are like okay lucy i'm ready now and i'm like great you know mm -hmm. and i'm like it's even better because i added another module to the program or i've done something different that is you know, adding more value. So I appreciate you saying that so much. So yeah. what has been, um, I guess, where should people start? Because there's so many ideas on like online businesses, right? Like, yeah. should everyone be a coach? <laughs> or what yeah. do you recommend? You know, it's, it's funny because that question for me, I don't think that everyone should be a coach. I feel like everyone should find the path that fulfills them the most. Um, some people, that's course creation. Some people, like for me, I felt like I started as a coach, an Instagram coach, actually, back in 2019. And that did not feel aligned for me because um, 
I felt like with coaching, you have to hold so much space. And so I quickly pivoted into more of a strategist consultant role because what I love to do was create plans, like get on calls and create plans for my clients and be able to look at the data and say, hey, this is how we can pivot. This is how we can go ahead and double down on what's working. And that's what kind of fulfilled me. It was more of that partnership. Um, so I always say, I'm like, find what you're good at. Because we always want to make sure that we're putting, you know, offers, products that people are genuinely going to see a result, a transformation, or experience something that's genuinely good. Um, and from there, I would always say, like, find a platform that, one, your ideal client lives on. Because there's no sense in showing up in a place that your ideal client isn't hanging out on. Two, find a platform that you personally enjoy. And three, find a platform that is the quickest route to revenue. For me, it's been Instagram and email marketing. I love that because I know that as, you know, uh, aspiring coaches or strategies, we feel the pressure to be everywhere, right? Like I'm going to be on Instagram. I'm going to be on TikTok. I'm going to do a YouTube channel. I'm going to be on LinkedIn and Clubhouse. And I don't even know where else, right? And I want to say that I was guilty of that at the beginning of my journey because I was, I was just like literally like dying to help clients, right? And so I quickly learned that that strategy is a horrible strategy in my case as a VC mom and as a coach because I do love I do enjoy coaching uh, and I I like holding space for for my clients, right? Which is the opposite of what you said. Like for me, I love just watching them go from I'm so terrified of money I have no systems I have so much shame for my debt to like here is my pay yourself budget and here is my strategy and I open the investments account and I'm ready for you to teach me how the stock market works so thank you for clarifying that because yeah we tend to do so much right <laughs> yeah and and I want to add one final note too you know we we're talking about like doubling down on one specific um platform but as you continue to grow and as you continue to expand and your business is growing in and of itself and you have the capacity to create more content or you have the capacity to bring on support totally we want to expand our marketing and reach more people but the mistake that I oftentimes see is that maybe we hire the wrong person or maybe we're watching the wrong person that has a team and we're like we want to be like them but then we realize mm. oh wait I'm a team of one behind the scenes this person has like seven people and we just need to know what's your capacity and then get the support that's more customized for ourselves to be able to go after our goals. Such a powerful lesson right there because comparison, it's going to keep us broke, right? Like mm -hmm. Looking at what people are doing, how they're doing it. And sometimes we see other women, you know, just kind of like at the at the top of their success, but we don't understand how much work they put in, right? We come into their their online business when they're making 60 years, 70 years. And we're like, why is this not happening to me? Mm -hmm. And we don't see that, you know, they have been invested in their knowledge, like 10 years, they have 10 years of experience like yourself, or you try and fail. And then you finally decided what works for you. So I think that's such a powerful lesson. So what are some of the things aside from the money mindset um, that you have to really unlearn to help you become a six-figure, if I'm correct, based on what I've seen on your stories, a six-figure coach and a book coach. Yeah, 
So it's funny, I shared this on my stories yesterday, but I follow like a four principle approach, which is one, taking action. Um, if you're not taking action, we'll never know. Like, will I reach that goal? What do I need to improve? What do I need to shift? What do I need to pivot? So taking action um, is a principle, number one. Two is to make those moves, make those moves, whether that's you wanting to go against the norm and launch a course. When everyone else is telling you, launch a coaching business or launch a mastermind, if you want to launch a course because that's what fulfills you and that's your you know, favorite form of learning and teaching, go against the norm, make those moves. Number three for me was investing in myself. I totally believe in what I say, cutting the check to be able to get to where you want. And by cutting the check, that means, you know, making that investment, spending the time, learn. And that in and of itself turns into business for you. You're be able to make money and you're able to save time at the same time, too. And of course, getting in the room with the right people. So being able to go to live events where you are amongst live um entrepreneurs like you, meetups that are virtual, maybe it's you joining a webinar because you're wanting to learn a new skill, get in those rooms and get your you know, knowledge served so that way you're able to continue to grow and expand as the amazing entrepreneur that you are. So those are four principles that I live by. And I love those principles because you just give us permission to pick what works for us versus what the coach or the mastermind person is wanting us to sign up for. So I think that is so powerful because yeah, not, not everyone has to be a coach. Not everyone needs to do a course. You have to find what works for you and serve. And by serving, that's how you make money, right? And charge for your words, mujeres. So don't yeah. don't give it up for free. Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna ask you about the other side of your business, which is what is like maybe a couple mistakes that you made when you were mm -hmm. like oh my God, what was I thinking? And I'm never going to get out of the situation. But then obviously you overcome that because now we're here talking about your success. Yeah. So I actually wrote those down because I didn't want to um, like wait to like, didn't want to butcher them. But the number one mistake that I feel like I made and sometimes it's still something that I continue to overcome is spending too much time planning. <laughs> um, so much so that I actually made a post about it a couple of, days ago maybe a week ago because I found myself spending too much time planning in that agency that I'm wanting to create and I'm like if I would have spent all this time planning like planning and instead did the action where would I be now and I'm like come on like that was just the moment that I needed to remind myself that we should not spend so much time planning that it holds us back from taking action so I know that a lot of times people who are just starting out a business or even like I said myself right now years in they like to spend a lot of time planning don't which is okay but don't like hold yourself to it you got to get past the planning and actually taking action so that would be one and then number two I would say just investing in myself um is something that I'm like I need to continue to do I want to continue to do and something that I was so scared to do as a beginning entrepreneur because it feels scary to you know want to invest in your business and grow and you're like well what if this happens what if this doesn't happen um you gotta truly believe in your cause your mission and what you're doing put in the action and and make it happen absolutely it's so powerful so Obviously, as you are investing in your business, now you're you're growing more and more. I mean, you're like, 
I love how you said that you now have a multi-dimensional business, which I'm thinking hashtag goals. That is so cool. <laughs> what um what has been one of your biggest money lesson just in the last four the last three years? Not like the the money mindset that you have to overcome, but just like in the last three years. What's yeah. something that you've done that you're like, wow, that just blew my mind. Yeah, it's, it's shifting my money mindset and believing that I'm capable and smart when it comes to my money. Because for the longest time, I didn't believe that I was smart with money and I didn't believe that I was capable of calling money in. And so a lot of the work has been around shifting that mindset and thought pattern. I'm smart with money. I'm capable of making money. Yes, you are. <laughs> All of us are. So the last question that I, well, I have one last question and then I'm going to open up the floor for you to um, tell us more about the work that you do. But what is your definition of wealth? Yeah, so I love this question. Every time that you post about it on, on Instagram, I feel like I fine tune it more and I'm like, let me comment. And I feel like it's grown, right? But my definition has been to be able to, one, fulfill my purpose and act on it because money provides you the privilege of being able to do that. But also for me, it's a ripple effect of what people that invest in me and how they're impacting so many other people. You know, mm -hmm. I work with product-based business owners. I work with other strategists, coaches, digital creators. And the fact that they make, they work with me, they choose to work with me, and then they're creating these offers that then impact so many people. That's me living out my purpose. You know, love it. so fulfilling. I love it so much. So, Wendy, how can we support your purpose, your business, your mission? So now is the time for you to tell us what you offer and Thank how you. can we help you? Yeah, so you can find me on any platform at Lovingly Bold. Um, I'm very active on Instagram, my email list, and somewhat TikTok. But I do have a business planning uh, masterclass that's going to be coming out next week. It's going to be for free. I'm excited to help people just enroll in this course that helps in business plans. So if that's something people are interested in, they can always just send me the word plan and I will send them the link to join. But yeah. Thank you so much. And I think that that brings back like just a quick point of like the importance of having a plan for your business, right? Because it's just like anything else, like if we don't have a plan and of course with your your expertise and your really like your proven record of being on business for 10 plus years, it really shows the importance of creating a business, right? Like the business plan, because what worked for you this year might not work for you next year. So having yeah. someone that can help you understand that side of business, right? Because it's not just yeah. about creating posts, it's not just about finding clients, it's creating the vision for your business. And then, yeah, become the next Wendy, right? That comes and it's like, oh, 10 years doing this. And we're like, wow. <laughs> and if you don't mind, I actually, one thing that I should mention too is I have this monthly experience that just, we started this month. It's called the Lattes and Leadership Learning Experience. And my goal with that is I feel like I want to help women just embody their leadership role. And those are going to be virtual meetups that happen once at the end of the month. We're having our first one here on Friday at 12 p.m. CST, and it's all about becoming a leader as we prep for a recession and just being able to be a leader throughout these tough times. And so if anyone wants to have a candid conversation, learn from one another, 
this is a place to be at and it's like I said Friday and we're going to be doing these every month at the end of the month so I'm excited love for that. I love it well thank you so much for being here with me today it has been an honor and I, I just love everything that you're doing and I see you living your purpose so thank you again for joining me today of course thank you so much bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.